Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO's Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, how are you doing out there in Seattle? I'm do- doing all right. Notice I didn't say a glorious day. <laughs> no, you know, there's a lot of tough situations going on right now, to be totally candid. You know, there's a lot of social injustice we're talking about a lot. I talk about it with my clients, talk about it with my colleagues, I talk about it with my credit with, with everyone. And, um, you know, we're, we're making strides on our end to bring a little bit of awareness, make, make sure that, you know, people that are in our circles get the gravity of what's happening. Uh, because I know that business owners are in situations where one or two things are happening. They're, they're busy and they don't know really what to do in this situation. In other situations, they just don't really think that anything they can do can make an impact and they don't want to do anything at all. And the whole thing is, is like, just, just do something, take a, take a stand, do something. And so uh, that's something that we've been pretty proactive with uh, most this week. And I know it's kind of somber, but these are things that need to be discussed. Yeah. Well, it's somber times. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting when you start living through historical event- events, and this is definitely one of them. There's just a lot to be taken away from it, I feel like. Obvious. And you, we need to stand up. It needs to be like, you need to stand up against it. Like, that's all there is to it. Either it's right or it's not, you know? Anyway, so... Today we have a really interesting topic that we want to talk about. It actually came from a listener, and I think it makes a lot of sense to talk about it right now because there's a lot of people out there um, that are in a, in a bad, bad situation because maybe they lost their, their job, uh, or maybe they were looking to switch careers, and maybe that, that was a blessing, right? Um, you know, we had someone we just talked to the other day that um, he was in academia, and, and then I don't think that's working out, and he's interested in like looking in other, other areas. And so we were talking about, you know, how to, how to work full-time in SEO. So today we're going to be covering, um, you know, how you kind of break into the industry and what to expect um, from a salary standpoint. Um, you know, whether you're new, you've been in for a few years, you've been in for 10 years, you know, just sort of how that, how that career progresses in the industry. Yeah, I think it's a good topic. I, I know, unfortunately, one of the reasons that spurred is, you know, COVID-19. There's tens of millions of people out of work. You, you've mentioned in your past experience that periods of this isn't considered a recession for some reason, <laughs> but uh, it's an economic downturn in one way or another. Dow Jones would say otherwise, but people reinventing themselves, getting into different careers, learning a new skill, and if digital marketing is a good fit for them. So, yeah, it's like you're saying, what to expect compensation-wise the different options that you have. So maybe talking a little bit about if you were to freelance or consult working in-house for one company, working for an agency that works with multiple companies, um, maybe having a, a focus on content or technical or web dev. So kind of just doing an overview and what yeah. to expect because we both have been doing this for a decade and you hire, you hire and you interview people as a marketing director and I do the same for people that work for me. So we both combine forces here to give plenty of insight on this topic so you got questions we got answers so let's dive on into it let's talk a little bit about where you're probably going to start in the seo industry if you have zero experience um and so a lot of times that'll be on the content side or the link building side and i would say the bottom of the tier is link building over content i mean i it's probably a little easier, a little better job being a content writer than being a link builder. But those are just two areas where it's almost like internship level work, or you could start with an internship too. That's like a, a perfectly fine place. You want to um, but if you start with that, <laughs> if people break in with yeah. internships or they have a complimentary kind of 
profession that maybe becomes more inclusive of SEO. Like people are journalists and copywriters and then they're like, oh, well, I'm going to apply some SEO to it and actually start to make a transition. So there's some people that, that yeah. transition from, some, from something. There's people that just don't know anything and really want yeah. to start from the ground up. So if you can, I mean, there, like the, the things that matter in SEO, right, are, are there's like the tech, technical aspect of it. So there are people who are like devs that kind of switch over to that because they can understand how some of those things work just fine. And then there's like the whole PR side of it where, you know, you start building these relationships where you can get links from other places. You can get content out there. Um, you can start driving traffic to your website. You can start analyzing it. So that like that's a good transitional area where like you can come in with some experience and not like be bottom of the barrel. You know, sometimes uh, you can be in something like paid search or you know just other types of paid advertising, um, and then you can kind of transition it to into it like that way as well. A lot of a lot of marketing things kind of have relatable experiences that that you can use to to get something entry level or or mid level um, as long as you sort of understand all that stuff. Yeah, and I think it's it's good to kind of preface the whole thing with you don't you don't necessarily want to be good at everything from both an employment standpoint, but plus just for even your own well being and your and your own focus. I wouldn't want to be good at social, paid, and SEO and content. It's just it's just too much, and um, it's kind of like the whole jack of all trades. It's good to be familiar, but I think that typically from from my standpoint. For hiring in-house, I, I typically like to see someone maybe knew like a, a few things really, really well. And like that's that's good for maybe that kind of position. I think some people that if you're going to consider like, I don't want to work for anyone. I just want to do this on my own. That's more of a situation where you become insanely good at, at one specific, very specific yep. thing. Let's talk about if you have zero experience, right? Let's say you're, you're a recent college grad or like you were in a completely different industry um, like that me. has zero transferable skills, right? Me, me, me. Uh, maybe you were like a fry cook <laughs> or something, right? Oh, nice. Um, so what would you ex- expect to make starting out, right? Let's say somehow, you, you know, you landed like an entry-level SEO job. I would say, uh, and you'd have to, I mean, so much of this is determined by market. Um, so like, don't hold me to this number. But, you know, outside of the, some of the higher end markets for SEOs, which would be like New York, Denver, Chicago, uh, San Francisco, those uh those areas usually get like a like a premium salary uh, at any level, and they're just more expensive areas to live in. But you could expect to make in like the the thirty the thirty thousand range, I would say. Yeah, like and, a real entry level job. And yeah. Entry level SEO is not anything to brag about, right home about, and and tell your friends. <laughs> it's just it's kind of a um, yeah. it's not that it's an oversaturated um, kind of industry. It's just that SEO for the most part, a lot of it just isn't really technical and doesn't re- require like four-year degrees or certainly not masters. Uh, as far as like premium salaries, you, you know, premium salaries is always contingent on the cost of living. You know, people sure are like, oh, you know, I'm going to get this in New York and San Francisco. It's like, hey, you're getting paid accordingly. So also we will have to keep in mind that with COVID and the, the huge surge in remote positions, salaries for for most industries, including SEO, pretty much all industries, is never going to be the same because it's never going to account for a lot of the the reasons that the salary gets to the point to be competitive. There's not going to be commutes. There's not going to be cost of living, and it's going to really deeply affect how these salaries are, are arranged. So we're going to talk about maybe yeah. pre-COVID numbers. <laughs> Well, eventually. Uh, I mean, you know, the the one of the things about this is a lot of companies actually are doubling down on SEO right now and super investing in it. 
so it, it can be it could be a, a potential situation where you might be better you, you might have a better job at the end of this i mean I, I think there's a lot of niches that are like in the service industry you know especially like on the agency side and stuff where if you had a lot of uh hotel clients things like that that were dependent on tourists there you know there's been a lot of like layoffs in that area but there's still a lot of other business areas that are that are hiring seos right now that pretty you know at a pretty high growth rate so you know we're Outside of, let's say that you still have a job and it's entry level, it doesn't seem like a lot. It's not a lot of money, right? But here's what's good about SEO is if you work pretty hard and you just read a lot, you learn a lot, you you test things, um, you learn from other people, you can really climb up the ladder of the SEO industry pretty quickly. I mean, your your knowledge kind of explodes. It kind of goes and leaps, right? And then all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, I understand this whole other additional concept that I didn't before. And now I know how to do all this stuff. And it's one of the few things where like, you can really verify your results of like your previous work through like tools and stuff like that. Um, as long as you actually did it. Um, and there's not a ton of jobs like that where you can show um, with like concrete evidence, like what you've done. Yeah, that's a good thing about SEO is like definitely men- mentioning that is because you can easily quantify all your contributions. It's not just, you know, I, I did this, I learned to accomplish this. It's it's like I increased this by 20%. I increased these key- keywords by this. I lowered the pay-per-click spend by this. It's really easy to make a case for everything that you're doing. So, I mean, that that is really great about SEO. Yeah. It's very, very uh, transparent. And places that are successful, businesses are successful with it. It's like it's easy to tell that and other people kind of can notice it. And they like, I feel like it's one of the more higher recruited positions out there, at least uh, in my experience, especially when you're at like kind of that mid level range for it. But how long would you expect to kind of be at the entry level before you get to that mid level? Well, we can't use me as an example because I'm the golden child. (laughs) I'm just child. I'm just joking. But um, in in my situation, I went from an intern to part-time to full-time employee and then became a director of marketing in the span of nine months. But that's not a good example. I think that on average, maybe you're talking about a year to 18 months to start really like getting there and then actually have things to say. People can go to you for for advice. You can do uh, real contributions. I think that's like, it's really not that long compared to like people will trust you in some industries. I, I don't know, maybe finance or even like the medical world. I'm sure that people are like, Oh, you got to do this five years before we even trust you to do like your first account, like sushi chef in Japan, you have to clean rice for a decade <laughs> before you touch the fish. But SEO, Euro drink of rankings. <laughs> um, and, and SEO, if, if you're dedicated, driven and especially competent and just motivated and you want to learn, you can, you can start managing campaigns and people will rely on you within a year. I don't see why not. I mean, that's, that's not even an exception. Yeah. Ultimately they're just going to, they're really going to care about results. Um, like results talk more than anything else in this industry. Um, for sure. But not just traffic, but conversions, you know, like if you can, uh, make someone a lot more money than what they were making the previous year, just from like your efforts and you can prove it, which normally you can, it's, it's like a good situation. It's like a good talking point to be in when, when you have leverage and you're discussing salaries and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's a benefit of, of in-house because m- maybe someone gives you a shot and they don't, they don't pay you anything <laughs> like frankly, but yeah, you know, you hop in, you start making things work. You can start, um, you have leverage pretty quickly and leverage in SEO is interesting too, because it's not only a salary. It's not only bonus or well, bonuses. I mean, it kind of is, you mean you can negotiate 
percentages um, in some situations. Yeah. One thing that I've always really liked about the industry is that it's transferable to any other industry. There's not a ton of things that are like that. It's like, if you're a lawyer, you can't just go be a good chef, you know, <laughs> like you can, um, but like <laughs> I've, I've worked in so many different industries and I've been able to learn about so many different things that are unrelated, but the only thing that's related, you know, for me is the principles of SEO work the same regardless of where we're at. Um, you know, maybe sometimes how, how you get that traffic and get those conversions is a little different. You know, maybe it's Google my business first organic or whatever, or YouTube, but you know, it pretty much works the same. So you have flexibility at the types of businesses that you can work with, which is pretty cool. I would say f- taking that launch from entry level to mid-level employee is usually about two and a half years. Um, you can expect to probably get promoted in like one and a half years from like an associate SEO tech to just an SEO tech. And then probably within two and a half years, you'll be like a senior SEO tech. And then you can spend a long time in that, in that career role. Um, if there isn't something that's like, you know, like a director of SEO, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of SEOs transition from being at like an SEO position to being a director of marketing. Uh, like, honestly, when you're good at it, it's very specialized at the same time. Um, and it can be very time consuming depending on the, the type of website that you have. So like a lot of people tend to just stay in it and then they kind of build teams and things around them. Um, you know, so it's not uncommon at all to see like, you know, I've never seen a VP of SEO, but I've definitely seen, you know, like director of SEO level and senior director plus yeah. SEO level positions out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that too. I mean, just think about even from like an institutional level, you know, marketing tracks at, at colleges still barely talk about SEO. They might even, barely have one class dedicated SEO. So it just goes to show that they are still very much separate. Digital marketing concepts just aren't observed the same as like traditional marketing or whatever other marketing that they're teaching. And a a lot of times- They've just been so slow to like- But it's been like, yeah, it's it's crazy though. I mean, even how long ago has it been? Maybe eight years ago? Who knows? uh, Living in- Yeah, there weren't any classes on it. (laughs) Well, Well, there was. Full Sail had a master's in- SEO or digital marketing. But that was like, that wasn't, that was full sale. That's like, but it was full sale. Is, is actually accredited. Like a traditional university, they didn't have, like when I was getting my marketing degree, they didn't talk about SEO yeah. at all. It wasn't, it was whisper thing it. And that was, yeah. No, they didn't even whisper it. <laughs> so, they didn't even whisper a hint or, or breath that, that, we uh, talked about the four P's of marketing, which I've never once talked about in any meeting ever in my entire career. So, no, my, my, my capstone class, you know, when you're, you remember when you're like pitching Target and people are coming up with the most yeah. dumb projects because you're listening to a bunch of 20, year olds that don't know anything. And we're like, oh, just do a, a celebrity endorsement. Oh, wow, that's brilliant. Great. And then the person that wins is like, put an iPad or a tablet into a, a shopping cart. Great. But if anyone knew anything about SEO, they would have won. It just would have been like, hey, have, SEO, have you ever heard of it? Optimize the Target website. Boom, that, w- that would have been it. So it's not... Taught still really isn't the person I talked to eight years that went to full sale said they had a master's in it. I asked them anything about anything. They didn't know what anything was. So you don't learn about it from really institutionally right now. And, um, you learn it from getting your, uh, from doing it. Yeah. Doing it. It's one of those rare things where you can not have a degree and still rise up the ranks, um, in a, in a company. 
we'll look at look at my director of SEO. Yeah, look at your director. Yeah, he, he doesn't have his bachelor's, and he's great. It's just how it is. One of the things I've always noticed about it too is when you get really, really good at it, it's it, there's a real entrepreneurial spirit to like uh, the industry, and the better you become, the less you want to help someone else rank, and the more you want to just do it for yourself. <laughs> and I think that's like. It can be a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Yeah, it, it's funny. I mean, it is a very entrepreneurial thing because it kind of coincides with the fact that it's almost like street, like on a street smarts level. Like you can't, you don't learn this in college. I learned this in school, like school hard knocks. You know, it's that kind of kind of deal. It kind of has that mentality. So yeah, one, one thing I definitely did want to mention is I really typically don't. So we're we're talking about three tracks, right? We're talking about you know, working for a business, we're talking about working for an agency that works with other businesses. And then we talk about potentially consulting or freelancing. And me personally, I'm all about the entrepreneurial spirit and learning stuff and then experimenting and getting pretty good at it. But I've never, would never really necessarily encourage anyone to teach themselves, do some stuff and immediately go into consulting or freelancing because it's, didn't uh, really it's have the really irresponsible. It's just not, you don't have the, like the, the right level of exposure yet. And people are counting on you and you only based off of typically limited experience to like build their businesses. And that's, yeah, if you can't do it and you're taking someone's money, like that's wrong. Like that's fraud. Like you should be, you should get in trouble for that. And that happens a lot. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like castrated, but like, um, yeah, just imagine someone that's like learns a little bit of SEO, does one thing. They're like, cool, that this is easy, no problem. I, this isn't rocket science, which yeah, fine. It's not rock, rocket science. We know that. But then you read, you're like your your Gary Vee or Cardone and you learn how to sell. And then all of a sudden you're selling all these people, this stuff, and you've never really done it. That could easily happen if you don't really have the in-house or agency experience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're, if you're in-house, you're mid-level, you're going to make in most markets in the $60,000 range. And then if you're like a, a senior, you know, to like a department head, it's pretty normal to make over six figures. Probably not like 130, 140,000 unless you're in New York or something like that. But most, uh, you know, after 10 years experience, you can probably expect to make around that, around that range. And I'd say that's like pretty normal. Now, the other side of this is the agency side where the sky is really the limit as to how much that you're going to make. Are you saying working for an agency or owning an agency? I would say owning an agency or doing freelance. I mean, mm-hmm. then you're just sort of like, how many that you can get, like how many clients can you add on? And then like how much are your expenses going to be? Right. So then you're just really kind of running a business and doing the work that's included in the business as well. Yeah. I mean, freelancing, if you don't have a team or or don't really like outsource any of the stuff or or delegate it, uh, you will hit a cap. It'll be your time. And then you can always raise your hourly freelancers. Some, a lot of times they work more like an hourly or, or they do like flat fees, kind of like an agency agency doesn't typically do hourly rate for SEO unless they're doing like specifically consulting, but freelancing, instead of moving over to the salary, uh, freelancers can, I'd say some of the, the introductory ones like that are like pretty good and have some sort of background and resume. Maybe it will be like 25, $30 an hour. Uh, certain like pretty, pretty. Oh, I, I've seen like, if you're really good SEO and you you have like big time clients, like you can easily charge like over $150 an hour. I, I've seen it regularly. I, I think there. I've charged people over 150 an hour. Well, I didn't even get there yet. <laughs> I'm like starting. Oh. I'm like entry, oh. the first starting. Oh, you're an entry? Oh, yeah. yeah Don't even do it hourly if you're entry. Do, just like bid out the project. I wouldn't even suggest it doing it like that. If you've been doing it for like a couple of years and you're like pretty easy to communicate with and you're more about client facing and all that, 
Yeah, that's like not that unreasonable. A couple more years, maybe fifty, and then like you're saying, um, if you're if you start becoming like uh, a thought leader, and you're doing like you know speaking engagements and podcasts and all all this stuff, and you kind of have like a little bit of the celebrity effect, yeah, they they can do one fifty, two hundred or more. If you're an SEO celebrity, though, yeah, you can you can charge a lot. <laughs> I think like I, I'm not. Out. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah, like Ryan that. and I are not. But like you know, if you're I don't know, like Rand Fishkin, you can probably charge a lot. That's one or eight. Uh, one way to, to kind of make uh, money in that and that gives you an idea of what like a range would be with people that have experience. So let's talk about if you work at an agency. I've actually never worked for a digital marketing agency before. So I don't know. So Ryan, this is all you. Oh, nice. Uh, it's going to look it's gonna look pretty similar to, to working in-house. It just is like the kind of track and it depends if like the, the agency can really support it. I mean, the sky can be the limit there. You can come in as an intern and then become a part-time SEO and then turn into a, a manager and then a director. You can follow a track very much the same as in-house. It's just the difference is, is that um, there's pros and cons to both. I think that compensation could, could easily look very similar. Uh, if you work for a company, there might be other incentives, like if it's uh, publicly traded, you have stock options, that's huge. Agencies are typically not publicly traded. So the uh, shares and equity might not be the incentive there. Um, but then if you work for an agency, you might have the, the camaraderie of a, of a team and working with more like-minded individuals, where if you work in-house for a company, you might just be one department and there's only a few people that you relate to. So yeah, we can talk about pros and cons um, I mean, go all day about that too. If you're working um, in-house at a company, you, you're probably going to be the only SEO. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, and it really doesn't matter the size of the business unless like, like I have worked at a couple of companies that had large SEO teams and that was cool. Um, but it's the exception and not the rule. Like normally you're the only person doing this and you're the only person that's going to care uh, about like the little successes and little wins and all the the grunt work that you have to get through, you know, they're, they're not going to care about that. And I, I feel like it is definitely probably a little different at, a, at an agency where you're kind of working collaboratively as a, like a team to get projects done. So that's probably like a cool thing about it, but you know, the in-house SEO life can be a, definitely be a lonely life um, from a teamwork standpoint. I've, I've had that, that beautiful corner office overlooking, <laughs> what was it? Oh my God, 441 in South Florida. It's boring. You, you walk in, you say hey to the, the front desk person and you might not say hey to someone else until you're leaving because you're, yeah. no one's collaborating with you. There's no, there is no collaboration. You're looked at as like the computer guy, the IT guy, the marketing guy, the social guy, and you just kind of yeah. do your thing. Yeah. If it's a smaller business like that, you're like the computer person. <laughs> like that's you what you're- You have to troubleshoot the fax machine too. And usually the only time people talk to you, it's because they search, they Googled something that's like really stupid that doesn't drive any traffic. And they're like, well, why are we number one? And you're like, well, no one fucking looks that thing up. So who cares? Oh yeah. Um, that's usually about like the only like uh, situation where that can happen though. Well, um, well, at least you get to use the uncommon expression. I get paid way too much to do this as opposed to, I don't get paid enough to do this. Yeah. So, uh, also, I, I feel like the, the hours and on the agency side can be strenuous. They are. On the yeah. they, they can be. If, if you're, if you're in house, you can be looking kind of at, at a nine to five. If there's special projects, maybe you go over. I mean, you, you know that, but um, if you're really kind of doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and you're on track, you can have like a pretty straightforward nine to five agency life. I mean, it's just stuff is all over the place. Nope. And, 
it's more fast paced in a lot of instances. There's a lot more demand because at the end of the day, it's, you know, when you work in house, it's like, I'm, I care about the success of this company. And then you work for an agency, depending on how many companies that you're involved with, you're like, I care about the well-being and success of dozens of companies. And it's kind of hard. Including your own. Yeah. Including the success of the agency itself. So you're just going to have to be a lot more available on the agency side because clients got to, sometimes they call you at weird hours. They got problems. You got to solve it. And it's unfortunately, but that's what it is. You know, you can't just turn off your phone, not respond to anything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I personally love it. The agency life is obviously the one I chose because I love it. I mean, there's parts of working in house and putting all my energy into one company. That's great. But I I love being able to instead focus more on creating like processes and, and and like consistent resources and and tools to, to pretty much hopefully automate some of it and then uh, have a kind of like a blueprint for success that we know works over and over again. So those are very important things from an agency standpoint, finding something that works and replicating it as closely as possible, you know, for, for different people. So, yeah, I feel like that covers pretty well what to expect from a salary standpoint and kind of how to get in it. I mean, if you, if you got some previous experience and some sort of marketing or, or something tech that you can kind of talk your way into it, by all means do that. Um, you know, but if you got to start from the floor, I, I, I think that's kind of usually how most people do it, you know, from the content or the link building, unfortunately, portion of it, or you might be able to get lucky and snag something where like, like I did, or they just used me to like move uh, hard coded websites into like a CMS. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's how I learned how to do uh, SEO. Cause they, there was like an SEO guy there. And I was like, Oh, what's the meta description? What does this stuff do that I have to put this content in, you know? Yeah, I learned by just becoming an intern at an agency. And uh, out of all the ways, I mean, I really do think internship at an agency is a great way to learn because you're going to learn a lot of different things, interact with people, be a part of that environment. And then also something that we're not even really discussing as much is that there's a million industries. There's like specific ways to do an SEO for real estate and then for legal and then for you know service-based companies in your neighborhood. Like there's just every every single industry is almost its own category uh, of doing digital marketing and so you can even see that's honestly like um one of my few career regrets is never working on the agency side and i'm probably never going to at this point so (laughs) you never know man you hop hop around every once in a while it's a long future ahead of you man but um it's a good way to even see what industries so for example if you if you're working for you know, agency and there's 30 different industries. And then you have a client that's in like uh, the beauty industry. They sell mascara makeup or something. And you're like, oh my God, I just love this industry. I just love marketing for this. Before you know it, you might be an expert within that industry. And then that can make you more desirable. And what Paul, you were saying earlier, when you're on LinkedIn and you have very specific, you know, niche experience, you get recruited for like pretty well that way. Like, Hey, you might be one of 400 people that just is amazing at marketing pet supplies who knows yeah get recruited by some very interesting people that are willing to compensate you very generously yeah you get recruited on two fronts one for being an seo two for being an seo in a specific industry like i come from the uh, education world so i i still regularly get recruited for education uh companies um all the time and then just general seo gigs i think that being said anyone that currently is pretty decent at seo and has kind of moved around into their career and is moving moving along you might want to consider moving into an industry because 
it's, it's like th what comes from it is, is, is very interesting. You become part of a community, you can become an expert in it. And there's a lot of things that follow. So if you've established that you are, you know, a, a great technical SEO and you like working in, like as a freelancer, maybe consider an industry at that point. So that's one last thing I want to leave. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. So I, I think we did a good job kind of explaining, you know, what, it, what it's like uh, to work as an SEO and how to find a, find a job and get started. Um, so I hope uh, our listeners find this uh, helpful. Uh, I just want to thank all of our listeners for, for tuning in. You know, we really appreciate you guys and we try and uh, get back and respond to your questions as quickly as possible. You know, feel free to hit us up anytime. Uh, we've had some issues with YouTube, but like to put that out there too with uh, Podbean, it's not really yeah, syncing. And I don't know what the problem is, but we'll, we'll figure it out just to get our, our uh, YouTube videos back up there because I know a lot of people actually listen to it from, um, from YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions for us, you know, be sure to hit us up at um, seosdead and otherwise at gmail.com. You know, we respond pretty quickly there, or you can leave a comment on any YouTube video that you see, or you can hit us up on Facebook. So we respond to those, just never Twitter. I don't care. I'm never going to log into Twitter and look at that thing. Yeah. Maybe LinkedIn. I might do that if you, if you leave me like a LinkedIn or something. Yeah, I chill on there every once in a while. Shoot me a message. <laughs> I'll respond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But anyways, just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it. And I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Peace. Be well. Bye. Peace, love, SEOs.